I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about Reynolds v. United States. So grab your separation between church and state. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wallentowski. And I'm in my gym jams. It's nearly 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Yes. It's just one of those days. I am T minus 30 days from my oh. own wedding. Oh. And honey, I'm stressed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I am half in gym jams. Half in what is essentially a gym jam, but I did get up and make breakfast and cocktails this morning. <laughs> Maybe you want to marry me instead? Just kind I of do. make breakfast and cocktails. He he does. He is very good about making me breakfast and sort of a lot of things. He he's the pr- I once I lay down on the couch, I'm there. Yeah, for hours, hours. And Kyle has such like 
like energy like he always has to be moving. he's very energetic he's, he's, your he's up and down up and down up and down so every time he gets up i'm like hey will you grab me this will you grab me that will you grab me this that this that this that and then six hours go by and i haven't gotten up it's the best <laughs> so he's very good at getting up and making me breakfast and that's, getting me things and refilling my water amazing <laughs> that's amazing yeah oh my so god we do complete each other in that way uh-huh but he does not make we don't really drink a lot of cocktails you know, in our house. We I did not either. I mean, I think before I moved in with Caroline, I had like, you know, I was a wine drinker. Yeah. Um, and I had a, a bar at my old apartment that I have mm-hmm. since gotten rid of because there wasn't room for the for it in this apartment, but and it had like a few things, like a few bottles of whatever, but I never made cocktails at home. Right. But for whatever reason, on Sundays before she would go to her shows because she works on the Broadway, um, we would do breakfast like Sunday brunches, mm-hmm. and I would like choose a special like brunch to make and then make a special cocktail to go along with it. And it it started, I don't know, a few years ago, and it just stuck. I love it. I love it. See, Kyle and I's version of that is on Saturday mornings because that's usually the morning where we get to have breakfast together because he doesn't have to go to work. We do um, tater tots and eggs. Oh, we do tots. That's our that's big special so cute. brunch thing. So you know, same thing as a cocktail, uh, just a tot. It's it's the cocktail of the side dishes if you really think uh-huh. about it. Yes, yes, yes. So all that to say, it's a dreary little Sunday, and we are feeling relaxed, mm-hmm. um, but not for long because we have. <laughs> This is an exciting one. Uh, it's very exciting. We are, of course, doing a court case. I feel as though you always know what I need to do a court case. <laughs> when I need to just, like, get back to basics. I need get to back get to basics. back to basics. I need to go to OEAs. I need to I need to be with people that I know. A reset. Although I feel a like reset. maybe I should have saved this one for your wedding because it's about polygamy. And that <laughs> no, just would is. have been, like, a really fun one to send you off with. But totally, totally. Here we are. Here we are. We're talking about Reynolds v. United States. And I'm excited to talk about this one because, I mean, who doesn't watch Sister Wives, you know? I mean, it's kind of amazing. Also, I read through this, like, whole court case and then looked back at the, the like, picture of the Supreme Court. Because I didn't, I mean, I read the names and stuff, but I was like, I don't recognize these names. This Supreme Court case was decided in, like, the 1800s. Like, they decided sure. the court case on polygamy in the 1800s. Yeah. And that just, for whatever reason, flabbergasted me. Oh. Because, what, you thought like, it was modern? I thought it was modern. Like, oh. of course, you know, Mormons yeah. have been around for a while. So yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a new thing. But I was like, oh, my God. I don't know why. I was like, 1879? Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't, that that timing doesn't surprise me. As much, I will yeah. say. This feels about right. About right. Yeah. It's like, let's deal with the issue of polygamy just before the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just before the Industrial Revolution. Let's get this sorted. Yeah. So before we jump in and really address the issue, oh my God. do you want to talk about today's sources of polygamy? Yes. Of before polygamy. we before we decide if we are yay or nay. <laughs> my God. Do you want to tell us about today's sources, our our friends that we're talking about today? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so of course, our first step, oh yay. Oh yay, mm. oh yay, oh yay. Mm-hmm. Love her. 
Love always her. a source of delight. Yes. And then uh, the Bill of Rights Institute. Oh, love her. Had some great background on just the case herself. Yeah. Um, and the Constitution Center um, had a great, had just basically like the, the majority opinion. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to read all of it, just the kind of key, more easily digestible, the hits, yeah. the fun excerpts. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes those those opinions, those dissents, especially if the author is not a great writer, uh-huh. can really drag. They can really drag, drag, and it is 1879, and yeah. so it's it's circuitous. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's open up by talking about the case, the facts of the case. What is this about? If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. So here we go. George Reynolds was a resident of the Utah Territory, and his wife was Mary Ann Tuddenham. So we have George and Mary Ann in Utah. Starting us off. Starting us off. He was still married to Mary Ann when he married his second wife, Amelia Jane Schofield. So now we have Amelia Jane. So we have mm-hmm. Marianne and Amelia Jane and George. All, all married. Married. Well, George married to them separately. Right, right, right. Yeah. Obviously, the two women weren't married to... No. Right. We're not <laughs> Don't there be yet. ridiculous. Don't, we're not there yet. No. We're not modern. Okay. No. Federal law at the time stated, quote, every person having a husband or wife living... Who marries another, whether married or single, in a territory or other place over which the United States have exclusive jurisdiction, is guilty of bigamy and shall be punished by a fine of not more than $500 and by imprisonment for a term of not more than five years. So basically, we already have established this law where if the U.S. is your governing body, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the state of Utah, or the Utah Territory, you ha- you can't marry two people. No. You can't marry two people, or you You're will dis- be fined $500 and yeah. spend maximum five years, five in, years prison. in prison. Yeah. By being married to two women at the same time, our boy George Reynolds had clearly broken the law, which is a fact that he does not dispute. So yeah. that we're not, we're not here. Right. Because he broke the law. He's like, no, I know I broke the law. I know I broke the law. No, I totally get it. Yes, I, have, yes, I did I, do this. Like, the law is so clear. Right. And I have two wives. And I have, it says you can't have two wives. And what do I have? Say it two was wives. me. Two wives. Right. Two wives. Two wives. But Reynolds, here's the twist, was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he argued that his religion required him to marry multiple women. So we have here, I, what's that smell? Is that... The, the fact of the case. Is that why he's here? Probably. That's why he's here. Mm-hmm. He, yes, that's why he's here. Saying it's his religion. Yes. So as part of Reynolds' legal defense, he argued that the law was unconstitutional because it violated his First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. He believed that his religious duty required him to marry multiple women The penalty for refusing to practice polygamy, he says, was eternal damnation. I mean, I mean, when you're faced with eternal damn, if you truly believe you're faced with eternal damnation, 
or a fine of $500 and five years in prison. Right. If that's truly what you believe your choices are, what would He's you like, choose? He's like, honey, cuff me. Cuff me. Send me to prison. Take my cow and send me to prison. Yeah. Honey, I... I'll be back in five years. Yeah. Uh, ladies, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. I'll be back. I Yeah. I mean, I, like... Polygamy is not my bag. Uh, no, but this not my bag. to me, from a from the standpoint of getting to tell the story, I'm like, what a jazzy thing to be able to to say in court as a right. lawyer. This man, mm-hmm. my client, risks eternal damnation should he not stay married to Marianne and Amelia Jane. Oh my god, where was Gregory Peck when he was needed? Ooh, I mean, come on. It's a modern musical mockingbird, except it's not at all. Has it's nothing not to do with that. No. But, I mean, wow. I mean, it would have been, a, what a great order. He yeah. would have made a, would delivered a great speech. Yeah. So because we have this true question, which I, honestly, it's like, yeah, you, you got to address this because in so many aspects, like, because of my religion is a big thing in the legal right. system of like, you can't discriminate or force people to do something against their religion. Right. So this this case, he gets convicted, but this case goes all the way to the top. Right. To the Supreme Court of the United States. Who right. considers this question? Is religious duty or belief a defense to a criminal charge? Big, that's a big question. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. Could you imagine? And obviously, I think just given the question... And then, like, give it a little bit of thought. You mm-hmm. can kind of guess what the Supreme Court decided. Sure. Because if they'd ruled the other way, you would, it would just, it would be a mockery. Totally. It would be totally. a mockery. Because you, you can just create religions. Like, that's not, yes. like, Stephen Colbert did it. <laughs> totally. Right? So, like, totally. you could just, or, like, oh, no, wait, did he create? He just, I think no, it's John created, Oliver. John Wasn't Oliver. It John Oliver? Yeah. Was it John Oliver? John- oh, right. And then Stephen Colbert created the pack. Yeah. Right? He created the pack. And yeah. the, they're all, yeah, all, all the late night hosts are, are doing, right. are basically proving how easy it is to do this stuff. Yes. Right. So, like, you know, you, you can create your own religion. Like, people do right. it every day. And then, as long as you can say, you know, this is for, and then I did it for my religion. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? It opens a can of worms. It opens a can of worms. It opens a can of worms. It's not like, even though this, it, <clears throat> Even though this is the polygamy case, it's actually right. not about polygamy. You know no, what I mean? It's it's, a, it's, it, the polygamy is just like the current thing on the agenda, like that's right. causing the question. Right. But this isn't like a. It's not about polygamy. Right. It's, They're not necessarily commenting the via- on if, uh-uh. if they agree with polygamy or not. They're basically commenting on like, can you use religion in any way to right. justify something that goes against what the law is in the United States? Right. Polygamy is just like the vehicle. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the Supreme Court decision. Yes. So the Supreme Court upheld Reynolds' conviction and Congress's power to prohibit polygamy unanimously on January 6th, 1879. Mm. So they said, yeah, you violated (laughs) the law. Yeah. Sweeping. Sweeping unanimously. Unanimous. They're like, unanimous. No, no notes, no dissent. No notes, no notes. And they upheld Congress's power to prohibit polygamy. Because for them at this time, and I'm sure if this came before the court, 
for a lot of justices or for a few justices, a number of justices, it would also be about religion and marriage and the sanctity mm-hmm. of marriage. So for these guys, it also was, yes, about that. Yeah. So they upheld Congress's power to prohibit polygamy. The court held that while Congress could not outlaw a belief in the correctness of polygamy, it could outlaw the practice of polygamy. So of course you cannot outlaw somebody's thinking about polygamy totally. because... What? You can't yeah. do that. You, you can't, can't outlaw yeah. thinking. That's yeah. impossible. Yeah. But you could outlaw somebody practicing it. Yeah. Or you can't outlaw saying, hey, I love me some polygamy. I right. literally love it. Right. People can say that all they want. <laughs> you just legally can't be married to someone. You can't like, be married you, to you two just, people. Yeah. No. No. You can't do that. The majority reasoned that while marriage is a sacred obligation, it nevertheless is usually regulated by law in most civilized nations. So what they did, and and we're not going to read the entire majority opinion, but a lot of the majority opinion, they went back and they looked at, like, what have they done in other parts of Europe? What have they done sure. in other, like, in other cases around the country? Like, yeah. they went Which back and looked I at other things. I say, it feels like something, and I could be talking out of my ass, but when I think of, like, the sort of heavy hitter court cases we've had decided in, you know, the past two years that have been really, you know, big bombshell cases, they're not looking globally anymore. No, no. You know, they're, they're literally, they're just looking at the Constitution and they're like, it doesn't say gay marriage in the Constitution. We did a right. control F and we don't see it. So it's not yeah. there. So you can't have it. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting. I don't <laughs> think we've ever examined a, a court case where in the decision they have kind of really gone out. Yeah. Like to see if there's basis elsewhere. Yeah. And they do that pretty extensively in this decision. Like, yeah. they, they go out and they look and they're wow. like, uh, no, like, this isn't just us. Right. Uh, this is going on for eons where pretty much most civilized, most civilizations think of marriage as between one person and one person, not three people. Right. And basically they conclude that, like, a healthy society is based on a two-person marriage. And that's why they rule against Reynolds. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Also, finally, the court held that people cannot avoid a law due to their religion, Mm -hmm. which I agree with. Yeah. 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 I think, like, you know, laws, I feel like, can't target specific religions. Like, that is not correct. Like, you can't be like, all Catholics, you know, you can't be Catholic, or all Catholics can't do X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. But because you are Catholic doesn't mean you get out of it. Follow the law. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sure. I'm with them. I'm with them so far. I'm with them so far. Like this really, this opinion, there are some things where I was like, all right, this feels a little 1879-ish, but I I can see where they're going because, okay. (laughs) Um, But overall, I would say like, yeah, like 80% of this opinion. I'm like, yeah, okay. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I kind of wish we had kept going in this vein, you know, like in terms of religion and state because they do make a very clear, I feel like what they, one of the things they talk about and skirt around and they could have done a better job nailing down is like this difference between, uh, or that like the religious freedom clause is about religious freedom in terms of the state, not Mm -hmm. 
like religious freedom to do kind of whatever you want. And that's what this case is about. And so I don't think that that was necessarily a focal point for the state to right. talk about for the Supreme court to talk about, because it was like this guy Reynolds was like, I, I did break the law. Like it is a state versus <laughs> yeah. religion yeah. argument. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, right. Like this is, this would have been a really great court case to talk about like more of that fracture. Mm. Cause I feel like now we're so focused on like religious freedom in terms of like, you know, bakers and freedom of speech as yeah. opposed to church and state, which right. is originally how it was thought of. Right. Um, but let's read some of the majority opinion. Let's do it. Let's do it. I tried to cut out and leave in the, the good parts. Great. Yeah. So the majority opinion was written by Chief Justice Morris Waite. Okay. He says, the question is raised whether religious belief can be accepted as a justification of an overt act made criminal by the law of the land. The inquiry is not as to the power of Congress to prescribe criminal laws for the territories, but as to the guilt of one who knowingly violates a law which has been properly enacted if he entertains a religious belief that the law is wrong. Okay, so we're summarizing, like, the why case. we're here. Why we're here. We're summarizing why, why we're, we're here. here. Basically, like, it, like, the question is, if I think the law is wrong because of my religious belief, am I guilty for violating it? Right. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. And we're taking for a given that, like, Congress is the power to make the laws. Yeah. We, we all agree on this. That are governing this. this territory. Like, we're taking for a given that, right. Because yeah. like, even yeah, Reynolds yeah, yeah. wasn't, like, no, I live in Utah. It's not a state. So it's, and it's a territory. So yeah. they don't get to make, this isn't a don't tread on me case. Yeah. No, like, no, no, no. We're, we're like, all we're all agreed we're that, all agreeing. like, Congress can make the laws. Right. And that we follow the laws. Right. Totally. So the majority opinion, majority opinion goes on to say, quote, marriage, while from its very nature a sacred obligation, is nevertheless in most civilized nations a civil contract and usually regulated by law. Upon it, society may be said to be built and out of its fruits spring social relations and social obligations and duties with which government is necessarily required to deal. Totally. So, totally. so again, it's like, and, 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 and now we all agree on this part, right? Right. Where it's like, in civilized, in civilized societies, marriage is sacred, yes, but yes. it's also like, uh, it's also like business, right? Like, right, right, right. people join together, they join households, they produce offspring in many cases, they operate as a unit mm -hmm. and the government has to adapt to that and mm -hmm. make and build their society around the idea that there are people who are joining together who right. have different rights, obligations, especially in this time period, than people mm -hmm. who are single. Right, right, right. Right. Because when, because yes, because if you take units and meld them together, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so again, I feel like we all agree. We all agree. <laughs> we all agree. We all agree. The only question which remains is whether those who make polygamy a part of their religion are accepted from the operation of the statute. Suppose one believed... I love this so much. They really so, go zero to a hundred. I really zero... Zero it's really, to a hundred. We, we agree, right? All of the given circumstances, we agree. But We've what been about, so reasonable. 
We've been so reasonable (laughs) up until this point. Morris has been very chill in this in this up climb. Like we agree on this, we agree on that, we agree on that. But what about say it, Arden? What about? What if one believed that human sacrifices were a necessary part of religious worship? (laughs) Would it be seriously contended that the civil government under which he lived could not interfere to prevent a sacrifice? Mm hmm. Well, and here, okay, to be fair, because this is like going zero to 100. But I guess going back to our previous conversation about how they've like, looked at the world at large. I mean, you know, there have been yeah, his like, historical civilizations. I don't know if they are active at this time period in 1879 <laughs> in sort of the mainstream where yes, I don't think they were there doing have been religions that have practiced human sacrificing. Right. Like let's shout out to right. my Aztecs, shout right, out to right, my right. Mayans. Actually, I think it's one of those, not both of them, but that has been a thing that has been done in the name sure. of religion. Yeah, totally. So totally. I see where, okay. I, like I'm, I'm back with more. So I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. I just feel I like you're being a little, like I there's a step in between. I see what we're doing. Yes. Polygamy and human sacrifice. But sure. Yes. In the name of religion, it has been done. Anyways, carry on. It's so funny. It's it's funny. I mean, it also just is like, I read the sentence and I was like, really? This exists in a Supreme Court decision? Like, it's amazing. So then he goes on to say, or what if a wife religiously believed it was her duty to burn herself Mm -hmm. upon the funeral (laughs) pile of her dead husband? Would it be beyond the power of the civil government to prevent her carrying her belief into practice? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whether m- murder for self, murder for religious sacrifice, or some kind of murder suicide pact for religious sacrifice, or just a suicide, just yeah, for yeah. A, for a Which, religious again, purpose. I, though yes. dramatic, this does exist. It this is a exist. practice that does exist in the world. Again, I don't know if at this time it it, it was actively okay, being right. done, but like, sure. sure, sure, sure. Or again, people are indeed just bananas and think that they are doing things because yeah. it is for a religious purpose. And, you know, anyway, but the fact that it's, this is, this is the argument. This is, you know, what's being, yeah, that it exists in it. What? What? I, well, something that I find fascinating because my wheels are turning. I know. I know. My wheels are turning because yeah. I see the art. I see how he's making this argument, right? He's using two really graphic and extreme things that have been done in the name of religion that should shock and horrify the average person, right? Like, yeah, like any anybody on the street generally is going to be like, no, you sh- government shouldn't allow human sacrificing and no, right. they shouldn't allow anybody jumping onto a fire to burn themselves with their spouse. Totally. However, what's really interesting about those two examples is that when they were active at their time, they were approved by (laughs) the leadership in place. Right, right. (laughs) So that's where I feel like I see what Morris is doing, but it's actually like uh, it actually was approved. We just we just find it. We just we just find it horrifying now because we've come so. There's like I'm not going to remember the name of this author, but like there's a guy who basically like this is like the stuff that he studies and he um for as much his conclusion and i'm going to get it very wrong but his conclusion basically is like we seem to think that we are a very violent species right now mm-hmm. but o- actually over the course of time if you study humanity 
it, we are the least violent we have ever been specifically totally. because of things like this because we now find it grotesque to like you know murder people for religious right. sacrifice like that was a right. thing that happened yeah and that everybody was like yeah yeah cool yeah let's do yeah. it uh that's yeah, that right one, because it's serving good. the Figure gods yeah and that will yield crops and it will yeah like this this sacrifice and same with like being burned with your spouse like yeah. if you don't do that there is you are you are looked upon poorly right. especially the woman like you are cast like um right. ostracized right and honestly probably killed anyways for not right. doing that like it's expected of you right right by the powers that be to do these things in the name of religion now i think where morrison goes awry is that he's using examples from civilizations where religion was the sole driving force behind lawmaking right. as opposed to our society and our constitution and all of that where we painstakingly made it very separate right like you have the you have the right to religion but there is a distinct separation between why we make laws and religion because right. If you combine the both, you get to the extreme of human sacrifice is part of the government. <laughs> right. It's part of it's part of Congress. Yeah. We open we open a session of Congress by sacrificing a human. You know, like that's <laughs> that's the extremeness that we could have gone to. I mean, we right. wouldn't have, but like, you know. Yeah. So these examples at a surface level work, but actually when you break it down, kind of prove to me, Gregory's point of like these civilizations, like this was expected of them, you know, like this is what I'm saying. Oh, right, because like, that's what he's saying. He's saying yeah. like I have no choice. Yeah, he's I have not no saying, choice. Like, if, I want... if they didn't sacrifice that human, they wouldn't have crops, and then everybody would die. Right. If I don't marry Marianne, right, well, I'm, I'm going gonna to be hell. Damned to hell right. eternally, not for sixty days, eternally. No. Right. Right. Your five years is bullshit. Yeah. Very interesting. Again. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not right. I'm not pro like the fact that they decided this I'm fine with. I just think it's very interesting. It's just uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So he goes on to conclude. Let's read the conclusion of this really um fascinating opinion by uh Morrison Waite. He finishes with, quote, So here, as a law of the organization of society under the exclusive dominion of the United States. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What? Flex. <laughs> it is provided that plural marriages shall not be allowed. Can a man excuse his practices to the contrary because of his religious belief? To permit this would be to make the professed doctrines of religious belief superior to the law of the land and in effect to permit every citizen to become a law unto himself. Government could exist only in name under such circumstances. So he's, I mean, it. this to me is the argument. Yeah. All the human sacrificing stuff is like, that's not the argument. The argument is if you give somebody the right to say, I can break the law because it's my religion, mm -hmm. then you are more powerful than the law itself. And therefore right. we have no government because right. no. what is a government without the belief in its people that it is the uh, superior power? Because if somebody else can exist. come in and say, no, I don't, no. that law doesn't apply to me. And then you're like, which is what okay. people try to do all the time. Like, that's what the, you know, 
the lady yeah. who didn't want to make the wedding website went in. Right. It is really interesting. Like, it is very the conclusion tricky. I'm with. It is very tricky. Yes, the conclusion I am with. It just also, polygamy seems very messy to me. I don't really, I have, I'm very skeptical, skeptical that it works, like, as a situation. But as a, from a legal standpoint, I'm like, yes, I agree with, I agree with this. Well, again, this is like, that's, that's why this isn't a case that, I mean, in, in the opinion, they are, they are casting a judgment on polygamy and equating it to human sacrificing and throwing yourself Mm -hmm. on your husband and being burned at the stake, which I don't think is fair. I think um, there's definitely extremes and I am always of the belief. I'm like, you do you for you and whatever Mm -hmm. situation works best for you. I'm all, I'm all for it. Like. Mm-hmm. Not my monkey, not my circus. I'm yeah. over here living my life. And you're over there living your life. And I think it's great if you're happy and not harming anybody. But I think that this, this argument has, again, nothing to do with polygamy. It's just the, it's just the, the thing that brought about this decision that you can't supersede the law because of religion. I think that's true. But I also think they were like, polygamy ew gross totally no we can't have this totally and because a lot of there's a lot of stuff in in there's some stuff in what we read and then there's a lot more in the in the argument that's like that's about this not the sanctity they don't call it that like we would sure. use that word they oh don't i use can't that even word, imagine but yeah but the, but but they do talk about marriage and yeah that's when well, they go back and, yeah like they're they're you gotta very, spend like, half of your opinion being like Re- marriages between one man and one woman I said in Ezekiel 3.257. Yeah. They basically like want to protect it, which I can, mm-hmm. you know, I understand like from a, you know, like the time, po- the, the frame of mind of the era and all of that. And yeah. Um, but yes, I do think it is fundamentally about like the legal question is, you know, church versus state. And yeah, can one person say this rule doesn't apply to me because it, it violates my religious right. beliefs? Right. Yeah. Right. And so and therefore they could do multiple polyg- marriages, polygamy, but like <laughs> anybody else who was not a part of that church couldn't do it. Then you have the thing of like, okay, right. well, if you are a part of the Church of Latter-day Saints, you can marry more than one person. But if you are any other religion, sorry, it's one-to-one. Right. Well, one-to-one. right, because then somebody's going to take that and take that to court and be like, uh, this violates equal the equal right. protection clause. Right. Like, and then and then we're back at square one of like And okay, you're back right. at square one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. We'll see. Yeah. I imagine I would be interested to see if we ever get a another like polygamy court case up through to the United States as we continue to sort of like modernize, you know, it would be interesting. Although I did, I didn't put it in the notes, but I think that the church of Latter-day Saints did hold on to look it up. But even, I mean, even like taking the church of Latter-day Saints out of it, you know, like there are so many oh, humans yeah. who are now in polyamorous relationships yeah. uh, who can, they cannot, all be married to each other. So I think even like, I- I'm curious to see if we ever see this issue be brought up in a non-religious uh, setting. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? A- 1890. 
The church president, fearful that continuation of the practice of polygamy would lead to de- lead to the destruction of Mormon temples, he announced an end to the official support for polygamy. Eighteen. So like ten so, years after this. <laughs> yeah, ten years after this, they were like, "We're done. No more polygamy. Yeah. No, you're not internally damned." Yeah. Like, yeah. do 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 what you gotta do. Yeah, but it's true. Like, I know. I mean, I know people who are in you know multiple person relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I I suspect that at some point we will see another case that has to deal with multi-partner marriages. Right, right. And the difference will be whether it's based on religion or not. Right. Like what it, what it's based on. And I mean, the current, I mean, God only knows what the current makeup of the court would be at that point. But God. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see because I know that this would be brought up mm-hmm. as, a, as a precedent, you know. But it's also like, I'm sure a lot of what is said in their um, opinion about the sanctity of marriage and all of this stuff is outdated by like new precedents that have been set around the equality of marriage. (laughs) So only time will tell. All that to say. Yeah. Love who you love. Be who you want to be with. Just don't hurt anybody. And we're all good. Right? Love it. And that is the end of our episode. As always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.